and welcome to the latest edition of Sports Talk from the Yorkshire Post, where today we'll be focusing our discussions on the postponement of the Tokyo 2020 Olympics, which came through on Tuesday, as well as some boxing, in light of the announcement made earlier this week that Leeds' Josh Warrington will be taking on China's Kan Zhu. Ben McKenna will join us later in the show to talk about a fight which will bring the fourth title of defence for the Yorkshireman, somewhere in Leeds, all being well later this year, but one that will unify two of the world belts in the featherweight division. And Nick Westby will also join us on the line to talk about the emotional, cultural and financial implications of the Olympics being put back until 2021, when it became the latest sporting event to fall victim to the ongoing coronavirus pandemic. YorkshirePost.co.uk OK, uh, well, as mentioned earlier at the top of the show, uh, we're joined now by Nick Westby, the sports editor, who uh, uh, covers a lot of the Olympics for us, both uh, before and and, and uh, during the Olympics and when it's actually on. Um, obviously, as, as everyone knows, early this week, the Olympics became the latest uh, victim of coronavirus pandemic when um, Olympic bosses um, called the event off and postponed it until summer 2021 at the latest. Um, for some people, Nick... Um, I think reaching that decision took a little too long, but given uh, the the huge nature of the event that uh, would have been taking place in July, stroke August this year, July and September, I think, with the Paralympics, wasn't it? Um, I think they were obviously trying to leave it as late as possible, just in case that there was a sort of um, bit of light at the end of the tunnel in relation to uh, coronavirus, but obviously that wasn't going to come, come around. It doesn't seem to be coming around for a few weeks and months yet, but um, also I think what also forced the hand, uh, from what I understand, was that athletes wanted a decision one way or the other as soon as possible, didn't they? Yeah, it, when you say it was a decision that came a bit too late for some people, I can completely understand why the IOC took as long as it did because it's a huge logistical challenge putting on Olympics uh, and they were waiting for as long as they could. They announced last week that they were giving themselves a four-week window to make the decision. Uh, and that wasn't good enough for some of the, uh, uh, you know, the writers. There was, with everything else cancelling and postponing, they were wanting... Uh, these things become a bandwagon, don't they? And I, I'm not saying it's the wrong decision they've made, but with, as soon as everyone starts, it's a domino effect. Everyone, every other sporting event's gone, so why should the Olympics be immune to it? Surely that has to go. And that seemed to be a real bandwagon that people were jumping on. The IOC said last week, we're going to give ourselves a, a month to explore all the possibilities before making an announcement. And then uh, at the weekend, starts this week, you've got uh, not the dissenting voices, but you've got the individual international uh, international Olympic bodies pulling out. So Canada, Australia pulled out, uh, and I think uh, Team GB were on the verge of pulling out when on Tuesday lunchtime the announcement came that they were finally uh, going to postpone Yeah. Uh, and the NBC one next door. Bear in mind, this is 
NBC, not for the whole games, was just as big. Phenomenal pieces yeah. uh, of infrastructure. So the media interest is, is humongous. Uh, and the television, particularly at the heart of that, for the BBC, but also NBC in America, which is the host Olympic broadcaster, is absolutely massive. I mean, they have the, the, the power of the NBC. And American networks always have this to dictate the times of the finals. So usually in our world championships, you have the swimming heats in the morning and the finals in the evening. In Beijing Olympics in 2008, the NBC uh, ordered that you have to have uh, the, so the swimming finals heats were in the evening and the finals were in the morning to align with American prime time television. Yeah. And they've done that before with the, the Seoul Olympics, with the timing there, but the considerations of the TV were paid played a major part uh, and yeah it's, it's not just about the athletes we've not even gone to the athletes yet have we no just how big the sport is uh, the Olympics is uh, and the ramifications of the decision yeah I mean in terms you mentioned the athletes obviously I mean I know Alistair Brown and Lizzie Danen have both come out since and said you know well fair dues if it's next year it's next year we'll just adjust our schedules and whatever but I mean we're talking about Athletes, obviously from all over the world, but obviously our main concern is athletes in the UK and more particular for, for our paper and website, uh, athletes from Yorkshire, of which there are many. But um, entire schedules are going to have to be ripped up and, and started again, aren't they? Yeah, that's the thing. You mentioned Alistair Brownlee uh, and Lizzie Dean, and it was significant for them, and you would lump uh, Ed Clancy into this because they're like... Uh, early to mid-30s now, and they were pushing on, really. Since 2016, they've had Tokyo 2020 in their sights uh, and nothing else. Yeah. So it's a big it's a big one for them. Uh, so it's understandable that they're going to continue for another year, uh, which makes a real lot of sense to them. Uh, but then you've also got people like Hannah Cockroft, who put, she tweeted out uh, on Tuesday, really, I thought really, the nail on the head. Uh, right decision, but it doesn't make it any less good. We put so much into being in the best shape of our lives every four years. To add another year onto that is tough. But yeah. We've just got to get used to it. Yeah. So the, these athletes have been tapering to a position where they can peak at the right time. And I know they've got another year to do it. Yeah. And it might not even be a year because you talk now of them doing it in the spring of 2021. Mm. So you've got athletes who don't usually have anything in spring, not the World Championships in spring. So they're going to have to really rebuild all their, all their plans and everything. They need, I just think they need to get a date in the diary soon, yeah. quickly, as soon as this coronavirus, but it's the first wave or second wave, they need to get a date in, say, say, so people know that we're going to bring our winter training sessions, our winter camps forward to October, November. Other world championships that are scheduled for October, these are usually gymnastics world championships in October. Athletics can sometimes uh, have things that in October. They can get cancelled and you can and prioritise the Olympics yeah. uh, and tapering into that in early spring. So it's a real, it's a funny one for the athletes. Uh, they always say if they fall off a cliff at the end of an Olympics and you have that six-month malaise where yeah. people do dancing on ice and uh, other programmes and not much else. So they'll be uh, as lost as the majority of public 
Obviously, not knowing what to do with themselves. Yeah, yeah, and it's, and it's not just the athletes. Is it? I mean, obviously, it's it's a big blow for them. But I mean, they are going to have to learn to adjust their their training cycles and their preparation, etc. But we're talking about um, funding is a major issue, isn't it? Because I think, as you mentioned in a piece that you wrote on Tuesday, in in the wake of the announcement that the Olympics were going to be cancelled, uh, it's done in four year blocks, and uh, you know, mm-hmm. UK sport gets that money via the national lottery, and there's going to have to be some uh, rejigging. Of, of those budgets as well, isn't there? We're talking about a lot of money as well, aren't we? We are, yeah. Uh, top of me, I can't remember exactly how much it is, but it's usually in the 25 to 30 million uh, pound cycle ballpark. Uh, probably more, actually, thinking about it. But yeah, uh, initially, the Team GB statement and the UK Sports statement said, uh, as in line with the government, we will be backing you funding wise. Of the chair of UK Sport, I've seen her interviewed since. She's saying this is going to be the greatest funding challenge we've ever faced. This postponement. So funding usually it works in all your cycles. So it, it actually does. It goes from March 2017 to March That's a, I mean, is that a real danger, do you think? I mean, we're talking, like you say, you're probably talking about seven or eight months difference in, you know, fingers crossed, obviously. I mean, we don't know how this thing is going to, is actually going to pan yeah. out. No one does. Uh, you might find that we're in the same position this time next year. Um, but, I mean, it, it has that much effect, does it? The the, the delay in, in in an event like this, clearly.
uh, and you don't, you don't, unless you say, well, you don't stand top of the world for years and years. Yeah. You might only have, your, your gold medal window might only be open for one or two years. They've reached 2019 and the best in the world. 2021, they've now got to sustain being the very best for an extra 12 months, which is, it's not easy, especially with the calendar, as it is in the fact that they're not racing at the minute, they're not getting preparation, and they're not maintaining that streak. So, yeah, I think I own it, and the rowers aren't as dominant as they were, the track cyclists certainly aren't. So, I always feared that GB was going to fall well short in 2020. In 2021, those athletes are older. We might have some new athletes coming through, like, I mean, Dean Rasha Smith's only come through really in the last two years. So hopefully they could be with the extension of the Olympic cycle might introduce some new athletes. Uh, but I think uh, if I were betting man, I'd say we're going to struggle. YorkshirePost.co.uk Right, as mentioned at the top of the show, we're joined by uh, Ben uh, McKenna, our boxing, our boxing correspondent. Uh, he was at Josh Warrington's last world title fight back in October, uh, which he won against Safai and Takush, his third title defence of his uh, IBF belt. Uh, earlier this week, uh, Hearn and Warrington announced that uh, he was going to go for a fourth title defence, but it would also double up as a, a unification bout with uh, China's Kan Zhu, uh, who is the uh, WBA world title holder. Uh, and it's going to be taking place sometime in the summer. But uh, as we uh, as we heard early in the week, Ben, that's obviously uh, dependent, as with everything else at the moment, on the uh, coronavirus pandemic. Yeah, Hearn says that he wants the fight to, to happen at, at Headley, but that's only if the, the, con- the conditions allow. At the minute, the government's banned gatherings of, of more than two people, so I can't imagine a, a boxing match going ahead if we're still in the situation we're in. But I think we'd all like to hope the fight can go ahead because that might mean we're back to some form of, of, of normality and, and people are getting better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Warrington, obviously, as usual, uh, always looking forward to the next fight and uh, this one's no exception, is it? I mean, what do we know about Kanzu? Well, he's had uh, 20 fights uh, with, with two losses, but they were, were, were quite early in his career. Uh, he's, he's not lost a fight for, for, for quite a long time. Uh, he's had that WBA belt for uh, just over a year. Uh, won it January 2019 and has defended it twice. And I think he's a guy that's been on Warrington's radar for, for, for a little while now. Probably not as long as, as, as Gary Russell was, but he's certainly a fight that Warrington wants. He's always wanted this unification fight since he beat Carl Frampton. Yeah. He's, he's wanted this fight and now hopefully for, for, for him and for the people of Leeds he'll, he'll, he'll finally get it yeah I mean obviously you mentioned Gary Russell there there's also Shakur Stevenson who is the um, he's the uh, other title holder as well um, what, what are the chances ultimately I suppose of Warrington getting his hands on all four all four belts or is that uh, just uh, make believe well it's up to it's probably up to, to Josh really the first thing he wants is, is, is one more belt to, to unify the division. I know when Shakur Stevenson won that WBO belt late last year, he kind of called Warrington out, but then Warrington's swapped promoters since, and it's, it's this Kanju fight that, that, that's gone ahead. But he said in the week that Guy Russell's there for the taking. Mm. Uh, so he's obviously confident he can, he can, he can, have, can win that fight if that were to happen, but obviously he knows he'll need to beat Kanju first. 
And with Warrington, um, is it fair to say that he all he's, he's 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 throughout his career, ever since he beat Lee Selby back in May 2018, he has consistently and repeatedly proved the doubters wrong. Because I think every time he's had a defense, title defence, then, uh, with the exception probably of the last one, um, he, he's been well. Um, I suppose Kid Galahad was one that could have gone out either way, but Frampton certainly. Um, he wasn't expected to beat Carl Frampton, and since then he's gone on to prove a lot of people wrong, hasn't he? And he's, un- he's under no illusions about his talent, is he, Warrington? He's always been fairly honest and open. I mean, I think earlier in the week he, he came out with the phrase that he's a bog-standard boxer uh, who's got to the top by working and working and, and just trying to perfect his craft as he's gone along. I mean, he, he is one of these boxers who has matured and developed, isn't he, I think, over the, over the last three years or so? Yeah, he's probably a bit, a bit harsh on himself by calling himself a, a bog-standard boxer, but that's probably why he, he is where he is. He's, he's never satisfied with... With where he's at, he always wants to, to improve, um, which which I, which I think is great. But yeah, in the last two, since he beat Selby, I think people have really started to take note that he is he is a good boxer. You know, people have mentioned his his lack of power that he can't punch. He's only had a number of knockouts, but he silenced the doubters, those doubters wrong um, against Takush when he, he knocked him out inside two rounds. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, and just lastly, obviously, it's the first time we've spoken, I think, properly since uh, he switched uh, promoters, gone back to Eddie Hearn, who he was with a few years back after spending a few years with Frank Warren. Um, this is, I mean, presumably this is what he, he came back to Eddie Hearn for, to sort out this kind of fight. Yeah, Eddie Hearn just kind of seems to have this ability to, to, to make all these, these fights happen, uh, which, uh, it, like you said, it's, it's probably why he's gone, gone back to Hearn. Yeah, he was, he was, he was very grateful to, to Frank Warren for, for what Frank Warren did for him the, the time they were together. But I think he, he sees that Hearn is the one can, that can get him these these super fights, and hopefully for him and, and all those people that, that that go and watch him those those fights in America as well, which is I know something that he, he has his eye on as well. YorkshirePost.co.uk. Okay, that wraps up our latest podcast. Many thanks to our writers Nick Westby and Ben McKenna for joining us on the line. In the meantime, you can stay updated with all the latest sports news for Yorkshire and beyond by logging on to our website at www.yorkshirepost.co.uk forward slash sport. That's www.yorkshirepost.co.uk forward slash sport. You can also keep an eye on our Twitter feed at YP Sport, while we also have a host of Facebook pages, which if you search for Yorkshire Post Sport, should help you find us quite easily on there. If you've got any questions for our writers uh, for future podcasts, get in touch with us via those Twitter or Facebook pages or just send us an email at yp.sport at jprmedia.co.uk. That's yp.sport at jprmedia.co.uk. 
as always, thanks for listening. Stay safe and take care of yourselves and each other. And until next time, goodbye for now.